and I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Robert Lacasio, founder and CEO of Live Person. Welcome back, Rob. I think you can give it more, Tanya, people on the <laughs> intro for me. I wasn't feeling it. You just like, I'm like, okay. It's like, I felt like it was, I need a little, you know, give it to just like, it's, it's the end of the day, you know, like go all in on me. Oh, I'm going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. And I'm Tanya Hall and joining me today is Robert Lacasio, founder and CEO of Live Person. Welcome back, Rob. Tanya, thank you for that enthusiastic introduction. <laughs> well, Making you know, day. it's always fun to talk to you, Rob. So remind our so audience, fun, so, yeah. if you will, what is yes. Live Person? What is it that you do? How, why did you build the company? It's a good question. So, um, you know, my, my vision's always been about um, conversational AI or, or the ability to, to use digital conversations to power commerce. And, you know, I, I invented chat back in 1997 and really thought about live agents connecting with consumers and on websites. And then recently made a, about five years ago, made a pretty hard pivot into conversational AI. The idea of, I, I hate the word bots. I think bots sounds like butts. It's like terrible. Bots are just horrible name, but automations, the, the ability to do these beautiful automations, create this great experience through a conversation that's not, not you know, maybe human driven. So that, that's what we're doing today. And we're doing it with 18,000 8, 18, brands around the world. Wow, that's quite a, a lot. What is the state of the art in conversational AI today? How would you rate it on a scale from scripted decision tree to, through maybe passing a, a Turing test? It's a very good question. I think, I, I don't, I don't think it's about the Turing test stuff for, for most brands. The, the, what we've come to understand is that the human agent population, people that are in contact centers, what's, what is really their mission and job? It's to be the interface to really old legacy backend systems. And, and then we mix this with the idea of customer care. Like when you call someone, they're going to care for you. The bottom line is they're, they're logging into a system because the system is, is busted and it's not available to you as a consumer. So what we look at is how do we create, you know, this, this way for you to have a conversation naturally and, and get access to those systems so you can buy something, support. But, but we put a layer above it. We, we believe in this idea of love and empathy and, and warmth and the idea of warmth and, and delivering that through automation and, uh, that's really the, the thing we're trying to get to now is like, how do we have every brand bring this warmth in the conversation and, and deliver a different experience? So the Turing test is obviously, do you know it's a human or not a human? And I don't think it, I think that's interesting, but I think it's more about, I, I, I've got a business objective that I want to do with a brand and I want to just do this in a way that's very natural for me. I want to have a connection and, and conversations, all they are is about personalization. I ask a question, I get an answer back. I can ask another question. It's very different than like when I engage a website, which is like an automat, you know, it's pictures and, and text. And I try to figure it out on my own. Really conversations for humans allow us to have a connection. Like you and I are conversing here. We don't just stare at each other and hold up text. We talk. There's a reason. So, you know, this is why we're trying to bring this to the general world of commerce. So, 
you give me a hard time and uh, what what do i give you a hard time on? <laughs> well you that? gave me a hard time in my intro right and and that was that was all about this conversation to your point it was about building rapport it was about our relationship um how does that how does that apply i mean how how is that applying to conversational ai so like we we launched our own bank four months ago called bella and bella is most you probably know in italian means beautiful and when you look at Bella and you go to bellaloves.me, you can go to the website and you can download the app and sign up. We, we look at AI and conversational AI as a way to create this community. And I'll, I'll give you, for instance, the things we're doing. Like when I use my Bella card, which I'll show you it right here because it's pretty cool. My daughter likes it a lot. So this is, this is the Bella card. It's the rainbow. It's about equality, about tenderness. So when I use this, sometimes I, I, I hand, sometimes I hand it actually to people and they go, wow, that's cool. And they go, wow, a beautiful card. But, but when I swipe it, sometimes Bella pops up on my app and says, you know what? Like this lunch is on me. Like I'll pay for, I'm going for lunch. It'll say the lunch is on me. And I'm like, wow. And I got excited or, or Bella allows other members that are part of this bank to help each other. This thing called karma, where I put 20 bucks in a karma account and Bella goes out and does these surprise and delights. It, on my behalf. So maybe Tanya, you're out, you swipe your card somewhere for dinner. And it's like, Oh, Rob picked up your dinner. And so, and then you can text me back and say, thank you, Rob. I don't even know who you are. Maybe we didn't know each other. So we use AI and we're using this, this uh, conversational AI to create this really surprise and delight. And it's working really well. Like people are posting on Instagram. I was having like a lousy, a lousy, lousy day and Bella popped up and just did this random act of kindness to me. Now we're even allowing you to direct your money to nonprofits and things like this. So, so I, I, that's what we're trying to bring. Like the reason we created this bank is because I, I can't find a lot of banks who want to do this. They, they want to, but their backend systems prevent them. It's like, they don't want to be warm. It's not like they don't want to create these experiences. So this is, this is the ultimate thing. And I, I want Bella one day to be this like most trusted loving, caring AI that we all love globally, that you have it in your home, you take it with you, it's yours, you trust it. That's kind of my vision right now. That's what I'm after. Talk more about that. Talk more about your vision. How do you see this technology evolving or where do you see its application extending next? You know, my ultimate goal is like, like Alexa, Alexa is like a teaser for our future. And it's it's really not a conversational AI. Alexa is a is a command, you know, box. You command it to do things, turn on the lights and play music, mostly play music and stuff. But to truly have a conversation with an AI that you feel that you trust. Also, I don't trust it. It's sitting in our home listening to us and we think Amazon's trying to figure out like how to sell us more stuff. So ultimately we're gonna have an AI in our life that's going to come with us and help us with our most important intentions. You know, I want to tutor for my kid. I want to take a trip to Italy. I want to do things. Help me do that today. I got to search on Google, hit a website, go someplace, maybe chat, pick up the phone. It's a mess. And I, I just want this, this thing to be my arbiter in the world and, and to help me. And that's not some grandiose future vision. That's something we're after right now. But I, I just think Alexa should be kicked out of the home and should be like, I just think it's a terrible thing. And, and it's a woman's voice. Also, that's, it's, you know, there's a lot of studies around, you know, people screaming at Alexa and their kids watching you say things to Alexa. They should have never made a woman's voice. Should let me choose it. It's not really mine. It's Jeff Bezos's brain, which I don't really want in my home. 
So we're after doing something quite big. So let's talk about this, this bigger picture. What is AI doing? I mean, you're talking about something very inspirational, right? So, and, and doing good in the community. So what is AI doing to and for society? So this is what I think, I, this is what we, when we look at our platform and what we're trying to do our customers, it's like a, it's like a stepping, it's a path. You take one step at a time on that path. But AI, AI can be an enabler to a special connection between the brand and consumers. It, it, can, it, it, it can also, like we did with Bella, connect consumers up. So it's not limited to like a customer support type of environment. We, we're using our own AI to, to generate and connect people together and be the arbiter. And then also sometimes we surprise and delight. And I think, I think that's when we love brands is when they surprise and delight us, you know, that we, we, in a good way. And I think AI can scale surprise and delight. It can scale it. It can, it can do what we're doing well. Like we can't have a human agent, like wait on the back end. And when you swipe your card, pop up and say, Hey, by the way, the coffee's on us. We, we use technology to basically create a very scaled way to make people feel special. And, and I think that's what every brand is after. And the, unfortunately, the way AI is being looked at is chatbots. Customer, we're trying to deflect. You see, it's like it's deflect um, calls. You know, it's, it's press one, press two, but this is the digital version of it. And, and self-service yourself so we can save money. And I, we think broader, and this is what we're doing with our customers, um, is how do we scale the way they're going to create this warmth the surprise and delight with their consumers. Chipotle, we have a bot called Pepper. And during the pandemic, people wanted to still order. They didn't want to come into the store so they could order, talk to Pepper, and then go to the door and pick it up. We have one of the largest um, jewelry companies in the world, about 3,000 stores also hit during the pandemic. They're selling diamond rings. And I talked to the CEO the other day, and she was saying to me, you know, we don't deliver products remember every time someone gives someone a piece of jewelry, there's a little love in that. And we want to replicate that through a conversational AI, through AI. We want to replicate the love. So we don't limit it to a tech spot. We think, okay, how can we replicate the love behind that product? And that, that's what we're really looking to do. This is a really interesting pivot for AI, a next evolution, if you will. What was your inspiration? What, why did you realize that this is something that should become next? Because I feel like the, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I actually, I, I did a project with Pope Francis. I'm not bragging or anything like that, but this is like seven years ago. And, and, uh, and, and I, I met him early on in his life. I didn't really, I don't really tell people this story, but it's, 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 I mind us just tell it if you're asking where, what inspired me. I met him when he first became Pope and he shook my hand and said, pray for me. And then afterwards, he wrote this whole thing on the tenderness revolution and how we have to create ways in which we are tender to other people and create tenderness in the world. He looked, and he said, tenderness, he described as a mother holding a child. Or when you see someone on the street who's in need or, or begging on the street, look them in the eyes, look them in the eyes. And so this shaped my idea about it's how do we, how do we scale that? <laughs> You know, can we use AI to bring tenderness to the world? Can we use AI to surprise and delight and bring this warmth to the world? Can I look in the eyes of my customers? You know, because it, it, it can't be done with humans at scale. This is the problem. 
humans in contact centers are like, it's like a factory. And, and every eight minutes they get a call or a chat and they got to just get through it. And I don't get to spend time to look you in the eyes because all you want is me to solve your problem. But outside of the problem solving, like we do at Bella, sometimes a customer comes in at Bella and they have a problem with the cart. We solve it. But there's so much more we're wrapping around the idea that you're part of this community. And, and we're going to surprise and delight you. We're going to do it at scale. We're going to create warmth. We're going to create personalized experiences so, so that you feel good about being part of our brand. And, and that's what we can do with AI. So, so I, I, look beyond, I look beyond AI as a chat bot, and I see AI, at least the way we're bringing it on our platform, as a way to create this, this tender, this, these moments of tenderness between the brand and the consumer, between consumers and consumer. So... What's next? I mean, one of the biggest challenges we have in artificial intelligence next? is- that's, that's, I can't, that's about as big as it gets, Don. I can't get any bigger than that. <laughs> What's next? Look, trying I to can't deliver get any bigger. Pope, trying to deliver on the Pope's message over here. <laughs> the end. All right. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Rob. But no, I, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we, we are limited to the person that's writing the code, right? To, to what we can actually- create with artificial intelligence and how limited we are. What, what's next? How do we get to this place where we can actually have, to your point, that real conversation with in David Hansen, who's been working on Sophia with Hansen Robotics, is, is constantly evolving Sophia into a person that can have a conversation. How far away are we from actually being able to do that? I mean, I, I, technically, I, I think we're pretty close in tech years. I mean, in the next three to five years, a lot, a lot of these things are going to be in our life. Like these, in this case, that's more like they personified an AI. So I, I do think more and more of these things will, sh will show up in our life. And, and because we, we can basically, we can access data at a, and, and use data at very large, you know, very large scale to create the, these algorithms that are machine learning and can actually understand a consumer's intent, a person's intent, because that's really the hardest part is what's the intention of the consumer. It's, it's one of the big parts that we've invested hundreds of millions of dollars on in our platform is like for Sophia to work, you got to understand when somebody asks a question, what, what is it you're asking? And then what's my follow-up answer and what's my next question? So, so I think that that part still, is a part that has to be created has to be sort of nailed down but we're, we're making good progress there the idea of making a humanoid and stuff i think is like we're really close i've seen so much of you know having a person speak that that part's close but understanding intent we still have a path to go rob lacasio founder and ceo of live person rob you have this amazing podcast of your own i think you're on episode 11. where can somebody catch your podcast yeah, I'm, I'm on all the the podcast platforms and Spotify and Apple and all those. And uh, it's called Over the Wall. And I talk to many different people uh, from, from Deepak Chopra to Ed Norton, the actor, to, you know, Scott Kelly, the astronaut, and, uh, and, and, and many in between. And, and we talk about, you know, why it's hard to live your purpose and how you have to have this mental game to do it. So I'm really trying to get entrepreneurs to understand you're not alone. It's hard taking this journey. I've been 25 years at it. So um, I'm trying to leave something behind for, uh, for the entrepreneurial community.
you've been living your purpose all along, starting on sleeping on your sofa when you created the company that you, you made to what today is live person. Thanks so much for joining us again, Rob. Thanks, Tanya. And find more of my interviews right here on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.